Hey friends, you're listening to OKY. I'm your host, Michael Grove, and a great big happy Saturday on February 24th. Hope you're having a great weekend so far. We're here in the Bible reading plan, reading through the book of Acts. And so join me today as I read from the New International Version, Acts chapter 17. When Paul and his companions had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a Jewish synagogue. As was his custom, Paul went into the synagogue, and on three Sabbath days he reasoned with them from the Scriptures, explaining and proving that the Messiah had to suffer and rise from the dead. This Jesus I am proclaiming to you is the Messiah, he said. Some of the Jews were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, as did a large number of God-fearing Greeks and quite a few prominent women. But other Jews were jealous, so they rounded up some bad characters from the marketplace, formed a mob, and started a riot in the city. They rushed to Jason's house in search of Paul and Silas in order to bring them out to the crowd. But when they did not find them, they dragged Jason and some of the other believers before the city officials, shouting, These men who have caused trouble all over the world have now come here, and Jason has welcomed them into his house. They are all defying Caesar's decrees, saying that there is another king, one called Jesus. When they heard this, the crowd and the city officials were thrown into turmoil. Then they made Jason and the others post bond and let them go. As soon as it was night, the believers sent Paul and Silas away to Berea. On arriving there, they went to the Jewish synagogue. Now the Berean Jews were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica, for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. As a result, many of them believed as did also a number of prominent Greek women and many Greek men. But when the Jews in Thessalonica learned that Paul was preaching the word of God at Berea, some of them went there too, agitating the crowds and stirring them up. The believers immediately sent Paul to the coast, but Silas and Timothy stayed at Berea. Those who escorted Paul brought him to Athens and then left with instructions for Silas and Timothy to join him as soon as possible. While Paul was waiting for them in Athens, he was greatly distressed to see that the city was full of idols. So he reasoned in the synagogue with both Jews and God-fearing Greeks, as well as in the marketplace day by day with those who happened to be there. A group of Epicurean and Stoic philosophers began to debate with him. Some of them asked, What is this babbler trying to say? Others marked, He seems to be advocating foreign gods. They said this because Paul was preaching the good news about Jesus and the resurrection. Then they took him and brought him to a meeting of the Areopagus, where they said to him, May we know what this new teaching is that you are presenting? You are bringing some strange ideas to our ears, and we would like to know what they mean. All the Athenians and the foreigners who lived there spent their time doing nothing but talking about and listening to the latest ideas. Paul then stood up in the meeting of the Areopagus and said, People of Athens, I see that in every way you are very religious, for as I walked around and looked carefully at your objects of worship, 
I found an altar with this inscription to an unknown God. So you are ignorant of the very thing you worship. And this is what I am going to proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands. And he is not served by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. From one man he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. Therefore, since we are God's offspring, we should not think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image made by human design and skill. In the past, God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. For he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. When they heard about the resurrection of the dead, some of them sneered, but others said, We want to hear you again on this subject. At that, Paul left the council. Some of the people became followers of Paul and believed. Among them was Dionysius, a member of the Areopagus, also a woman named Damaris, and a number of others. This concludes the reading of Acts chapter 17. Let me give you a quick thought before we end our time together. So, let me introduce you to the Bereans. This is what we read in this chapter, that Paul traveled to Berea, and verse 11 tells us that the Berean Jews were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica. And where does this assessment come from? Well, the rest of the verse. For they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. Okay, so Paul then goes into Athens, and this is what I want us to look at really closely today. Because the people of Athens just believed every latest conversation. Listen to what it says in verse 21. All the Athenians and the foreigners who lived there spent their time doing nothing but talking about and listening to the latest ideas. Sound like a culture you know of? where they're just constantly looking for the latest idea and trying to find the latest trends or thoughts or way of living. I mean, if you haven't noticed, we live in a culture that is trying to rewrite every norm that we have known throughout humanity. Sexuality, gender ideology, what it means to have life or not have life. No matter what it is, it seems like we live in a culture that is willing to listen to any new idea especially if it goes against the scriptures. But not so with the Bereans. What did it say about the Bereans? They received the message with great eagerness and, this next part super important, they examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. They knew that the place to go was the scriptures. Now here's an even more interesting part. You have to remember that in this chapter, when it says the scriptures, 
It's not talking anything of the New Testament. They didn't even have the New Testament yet. It is only talking about the law and the prophets in what we know as the Old Testament. So they are comparing what the prophecies said and what actually happened. They are listening to Paul and Silas talk about everything they know and what they've seen from the Christians and of Jesus. And as they do this, the Bereans don't just take it in because it's a new philosophy. They study the scriptures to see if it makes sense. So when Paul gets to Athens and he sees these people who are so into every type of new philosophy, in a way of somewhat poking fun of them, he says, I see you even have an altar that says to the unknown God. And then he pokes at them by saying, you are ignorant of the very thing you worship. And this is what I'm going to proclaim to you. In other words, they left space for the one God they couldn't understand in just in case there was a God there that they needed to know. And Paul says, I'm going to explain to you that very God. You see, here's the interesting thing. Paul knew the scriptures. He studied them more than any of us. In fact, remember, he himself was a student of the law as a Pharisee. So when he goes through the scriptures, he is taking the same scriptures the Jews would have used and then saying and showing them how Jesus fulfilled all of those scriptures. Friends, listen to me. There's a lot of different thoughts and ideologies out there. And if I'm being real, I see so many Christians that buy into these philosophies. The problem is, we don't have enough Christians going back to the scripture to see if that's what God really said. Look, you should test everything that you hear. Always bring it back to the scriptures to find out if what someone is saying is actually the truth. In fact, later, Paul would write to the people of Thessalonica and he would tell them. This is 1 Thessalonians 5, 19-22. It says, Do not quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. Reject every kind of evil. In other words, he's telling them, make sure you find a way to test everything that you hear. Don't just take people's word for what it is. By the Spirit of the Lord, make sure you check everything and find out what is good and what is evil. And then, if it's in alignment with Scripture, if it's from the heart of God, then you know you can trust it. If it's not, reject it. Run away from it. Let go of it completely. Friends, that's my challenge for you today. In fact, can I just give you a quick warning here? Not everyone who's preaching on the internet or on social media understands the Word of God the way it's supposed to be preached. And not everyone who is preaching it is free from an agenda. Some people are preaching the Word of God because they want to be able to say what they want to be able to say. You have to get really good at hearing what they say and bringing it right back to the scriptures so that you can read and find out for yourself if what they are saying is truth. And if you can't tell just by what they're saying and by reading the scriptures, do some research and ask somebody who can help you. I'll just tell you as a pastor, I am constantly asking other people to help me understand what a scripture means. 
I do research all the time just so I can understand a topic or a verse or what an author was trying to say in one of the scriptures. So don't be led away by ignoring what the Bible really says. But in order to do that, you have to study the Bible, find out what it means, and find out what it says. And then find people you trust, that you can listen to their voice, knowing that they are desperately trying to find out what God would want. And as you do that, you will have a firm foundation that will last with you no matter what you walk through. So I pray today that you would be students of the word, that you would study the scriptures and know the heart of God. And as you do that, may those scriptures be a safeguard around your theology so that as you see the work of God in the world around you, you will truly know who he is. That's all the time we have left for today. I love you and God bless.